The Carmichael Dave Show. He's on the microphone when he's not on the microphone. He's playing a song, and when he's not playing a song, he's on the microphone, and then boom! With Jason Ross. No, he didn't! Yes, he did! Call or text at 916-339-1140. It's the Carmichael Dave Show with Jason Ross on Sacktown Sports. Get busy. Get busy living or get busy dying. That's what Red said. Shawshank Redemption. It's a Shawshank Friday. Yeah. Jim Harbaugh reference to that. Now us. There you go. Still have absolutely no idea what he meant. Yeah. Well, the 49ers got busy winning. Yeah, they did. Super Bowl. Just like, look, and I don't want to, I don't want to get all, you know, that way, but. Just like I told Greg Papa uh, they would. Huh, I'm not remembering weekend. it that way. We welcome in the voice of the Niners, Greg Papa. Good morning, Mr. Papa. Uh, maybe I should ask this to Jason instead of Dave. Uh, <laughs> I agree. Dave, what was your uh, confidence level like at halftime? Oh, mine? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My confidence level was I started watching the game with uh, uh, my family and some friends. I finished watching the game outside by myself because I couldn't be around anyone because I knew I was just, I was, and Greg, it's not just about, see, this is the thing, and I understand this is wrong of me, but when stuff like that happens, it's not just about the Niners losing. Then it turns into the Kings have never won a title. Then it turns into all my shortcomings as a human being. And why do I care about sports at all? Wow, you go deep. I go too far. Way deep. So when, when you were outside and like Dan Campbell Gamble goes for the fourth and two and the game starts to flip, do you run inside? No, he can't change the karma. Can't change the karma. You I, have to, you're locked outside. I'm stuck right. outside. And when, right. when, when Campbell, the one time he didn't go for it, when he probably should have at the end of the second half and they got that field goal, I went, well, maybe there's a, the door slightly open. And then you're right. As the second half progressed, not only did I not go back inside, but at one point my daughter came outside because it was during half halftime and she wanted to show me this thing she played on her trumpet they they sent her a video for school and i'm like not now sweetheart we'll talk after the game that's how bad it was dropped the sweetheart at least you dropped the sweetheart right. uh i thought one of the big plays of the game and it may have impacted campbell's decision to kick the field goal before half was the third down throw when he missed jameer gibbs in the back of the end zone yeah and he had and he just had to move slightly to his left very tom brady-esque it wasn't a major reset of the feet. It was just a shuffle. Quarterback's got to have that kind of subtle movement in the pocket. He's a great thrower of the ball, but it's amazing how just the slightest reset of his feet, he becomes unglued. And the story of the game was so many big plays. And But Brock, Brock and his ability to move his feet, run, obviously the pair of 21-yard scrambles, the 10-yard scramble. Hell, he would have had over 50 yards if they didn't do the kneel downs at the end, but I thought, you know, his ability to run away from a, a sack, a many, uh, uh, Melifonwu had him. It was, a, I thought he was sacked. I lost Brock for a second. I thought he was going down. He comes out of it. He hits, I use check along the, the sideline. He's doing the Barishnikov on the, uh, the balance yeah. team. 
unbelievable. The one where he got out left, hit Juice back across the middle for, for 22 yards. And the one where he hit Jawan, which was broke every rule of quarterback play ever. And Jawan went up with the, the one hand. He may not have the great vertical leap, Jawan Jennings, 29 inches, but his arm stretched out, you know, like Brandon Ayuk's 81 inches. And then, you know, the B.A. Ricochet, the Alley-Uk, and just so many moments in the game. Was that? So that game on its own. And we got to, you know, you, you got to beat Kansas City. If they, will that game be remembered forever and ever and ever, even if they don't win the Super Bowl? Was it that good of a game? Or is that one of those games that, because they don't close the deal and people only look at the end result, they don't celebrate the journey that we don't remember. So do they have to win a week from Sunday to make that game be the, the catch game? I know my answer is, Jason. I, I would say probably yes. Yeah. Unfortunately. I mean, it doesn't negate how great of a game it was, but I think over time, Greg, it'll it'll unfortunately, in my mind, be remembered for a Super Bowl loss, though that game was historic in its own right and something – the Niners hadn't done something NFC teams hadn't done, and this particular group of Niners hadn't done. So it was great, but I think they got to close the deal. Yeah, which leads to Kansas City. And I just, uh, Championship Sunday, I was depressed because I just thought, I thought they would beat Baltimore, but I was hoping Baltimore would beat them. I was hoping Buffalo would beat them, obviously, the week mm. before. And what a great playoff run to that, that, that sub zero freezer bowl game at Arrowhead against Miami and they just they just pummeled them. And then to go into Buffalo and win, go into Baltimore and win the two top seeds in the AFC and this guy staring us in the face all over again. And I know they're different, but they're they're really good and he's hard to beat. So we'll see how it goes. We'll get into it more. Um, but it's they're not going to be able to play, you know, a C minus D plus half and come back and play an A plus half. You're going to have to play a solid A game for 60 minutes to beat this guy. That's Greg Papa uh, joining us as we look it, a couple of narratives have been destroyed. Kyle Shanahan can't, uh, you know, make comebacks. Uh, Brock Purdy had the comeback against green Bay and then Keyshawn Johnson said, I think comebacks should be 10 points. And then he did that. And, but it, you know, as I said, in Beverly Hills cop, I, I don't think the chiefs are falling for the banana in the tailpipe, like the lions. So, I mean, am I wrong here, but this ain't going to work with, uh, with, with Pat Mahomes, this comeback. Well, I mean, it's just, well, I, I don't know. I mean, um, you know, games have different DNAs and Kansas city looked off balance for most of the year. That game on Christmas day against the Raiders, it was like, what's going on. They had back-to-back snaps where the Raiders scored defensive touchdowns. So anything's possible. Yeah. But I, th- I think they, you know, they it's playoff Pat is what you're up against. And regular season Pat is historically good. He's one of the greatest of all time. He really is. I mean, just from pure ability. And I don't get into, you know, accolade. Dan Marino was such a good player. You have no idea. Joe Willie Namath he could just flick his wrist and the ball would go 65 yards in the air. And he had terrible knees. The skill level. So it's not all about the end result. I look at the ability. But. As far as pure ability, I, I this guy and he does he does things you would never teach fundamentally. I mean, I go back to you know Trey Lance and the fundamentals, and I think Trey just didn't have the confidence that this this guy who has the swagger of this guy, Steph Curry, you know, Is it- Steph didn't you know Steph didn't have it immediately. But yeah. I hear you, Dave, and I remember Mitch Holtis, the voice of the Chiefs, came on with me during the 2018 year. And if you remember, Mahomes got off to an amazing year that year, amazing start. 
he was throwing like five tutties every game. Remember the game he had against the, the Niners at Arrowhead mm-hmm. when Jimmy tore his ACL? He had a he had a touchdown pass where he rolled all the way to his right and threw on the run in the back of the end zone. It was like, whoa, what was that? Who could do that? And Mitch dropped right away the Steph Curry on us. And I was like, whoa, whoa. But then, and you know what today is? Today's February 2nd, so it's Groundhog's Day, and we got to go back to Super Bowl 54 and 2-3 chip Jet Wasp. And um, that, that, that was the Steph Curry moment where they're down and, and he's clanking and Mahomes in that Super Bowl was, he was confused by the Niners. He was not good. I don't know if he had nerves. I think initially he had nerves. And then later in the game, he couldn't figure out the defense and he was grounding slants. I was like, what are you doing? And then he threw one right to Fred Warner. He was trying to throw a deep curl to Tyreek and is Fred Warner invisible. He's sitting right there. He never saw him. So, and then it turned and then like Steph Curry, you make one splash and it's boom, tidal wave. And he hit that wasp play and he backed up. Watch that playback. His backpedal. My initial call was he underthrew Tyreek. He underthrew him because he backpedaled 17 yards <laughs> to get away from and Bosa got help. Anyway, yeah, uh, you know, he is a little Steph Curry like that way where once it starts, you can't stop him. And they, they had 10 points with 7-13 to play in that Super Bowl. They wound up with 31. So it, it's a great challenge. I, I'm excited by it. Obviously, just great respect. You know, in, in basketball, Pop talks about appropriate fear. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to find the level of appropriateness to fear them because it's beyond fear. You know, it's just, uh, wow. And their defense is so much better. It's maybe the best Chiefs defense going back to the Derek Thomas, Neil Smith days. Or, I don't know, you may even have to go back to the Buck Buchanan and Willie Lanier uh, Jim Marsalis, Bobby Bell, Emma Thomas, those great guys. Anyway, they're really good. So you're going to have to play a, a great game. But, I, you know, if you, if, you, if you get behind Mahomes, can you come back on him? Yeah. I mean, why? you know, you can. The other way to look at it is if you get ahead of Mahomes, can he come back on you? And it's hell yeah what he's done, not just the, the Super Bowl against us, but that playoff run – what was he down against Houston? Twenty-four to nothing. Right. Yep. And they came back and scored fifty-one points. So, what a great matchup! I just, you know, I go Joe versus Dan Marino to me was one of the most underrated Super Bowls of all time. And I'm not going to say Brock's Joe, although he does have similar moments where he looks like him. Maybe he will be Joe, but it's just Marino to me was Mahomes before Mahomes and. They found a way to beat him. I hope he's Joe Jason. I do too. Um, <laughs> he might be. He might be. Yeah. You know, the other thing that happened, I would say, against the Niners that was concerning, I would say, was the way Green Bay ran against them. And certainly Detroit in the first half, Niners did a much better job in the second half. As much as we're talking about Mahomes, Greg, what do you think about the Chiefs' ability? Will they be able to run on the 49ers at all? Well, their running game is different than, uh, I mean, what, what Green Bay did was steal Bill Callahan's playbook from the Cleveland game and it was all that outside to the left crack tosses pin and pull is called now where they crack down on the outside end and they pull a tackle and a guard and they get out in space and they ran it right away Kareem Hunt uh, Ford the other back they ran it all day on the Niners and then Minnesota first play of the next game in Minneapolis ran the same play even though the Niners worked on it all week and they got to the edge so uh, Green Bay got there with Aaron Jones 
certainly Detroit got there with Jameer Gibbs, whether it was a, a, a flip 90 play, which is a counter off a jet sweep and a toss going wide, whatever. Um, and their running game's a little different with Pacheco. He's more of a downhill guy. But the guy um, that I'm thinking about is uh, Nicole Hardman. Yeah. Remember when they came into Levi's last October? It was McCaffrey's first game. They ran a jet sweep and a jet pass in that game. And McCole Hardman scored three touchdowns in the game. Um, and it was either a pass or, you know, passes where the quarterback's in the shotgun and he flips it forward, a jet sweep, the quarterback's in the center, and he turns back and hands off. Anyway, they got the edge over and over again. They, they game-planned Nick Bosa. They didn't block Nick Bosa on those plays. It was called an influence block where by the alignment of the, of the lineman's feet, and Andy Reid's an old lineman, direction. And they attacked Charvarius Ward, the former chief, over and over again. So I don't know how he's going to do it. He may just run toss cracks and pin and pulls, and but I know he's going to run jet sweeps. I don't know if it's going to be to Hardman, though. He's kind of lost his way. Uh, he left and went to the Jets. He came back, and he's having a hard time locating the ball. The Buffalo game, he fumbled twice. And one time he fumbled right in the going into the end zone and it skipped through the end zone for a touchback. And I don't think he's touched the ball since. So they may not use him. But, they'll, yeah, definitely they're going to try to run. But, honestly, I hope they, gave it, I hope they give it to Pacheco 20 times. I, I, he, he can grind you down. He's a good back. He scores. But what you really fear is Mahomes hitting his back foot, going to Kelsey, going to Rasheed Rice, and then running. Uh, Brock had a great game running in the championship game. Mahomes has just been unreal this year. Uh, running through a four-man line, but then you can't blitz him. If you blitz him like Lord Fangio did in the Miami playoff game, he's going to carve you up. So I don't know what to do with him. You got to go the, the four-man line. The Gold Rush has got to they got to stay in their gaps. They got to seal it off. But he finds a hatch and Fred and Dre got to run him down and hunt him down and put him on the ground. But uh, they're going to run. There's no doubt. You know they they're a more balanced team right now. But I think deep down in my soul, what really concerns me the most is number fifteen. Greg Papa, voice of the Niners, with us. Uh, Nicole Hardman, two carries, 28 yards and two touchdowns in that 41-23 when the Chiefs had over the Niners that Greg was And he on. caught and he, and he caught one, too. He, he had three touchdowns, didn't he? Yes, he did. Four catches, 32 yards and a touchdown. So, yeah. And, and they were all that same motion. It was all jet sweep, jet pass. It was the same play. So, conversely, what is it? That, is there something that stands out to you that the Lions did well that the Chiefs do not do well that the Niners can exploit next Sunday? Well, um, that the Lions do well, that the Chiefs do not do well. I don't. (laughs) (laughs) They said, help me. I love love the Lions. They're great. Yeah. But I think, you know, everything you wanted to attack with Detroit, like it was pretty simple. Get golf off the midline. Just get him to reset his feet. That is not the story with this guy. He can get out of the pocket. I, I almost wonder if you want to play Mahomes a little like the the Niners play Jalen Hurts, where yeah, I'm not going to say you must rush him, but you 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 do it contained. You try to keep him in the pocket, and that's ridiculous because he's one of the greatest pocket quarterbacks ever. But when he gets out of the pocket, he's he's trouble. 
Um, and then I think when I see him sometimes he'll throw the ball away. Um, he looks confused on where to go. Like, even though he beats Buffalo in the playoffs every year, Buffalo has beaten him in the regular season. And just watching how Sean McDermott plays him, they drop and they play coverage against him. And they try to, you know, a little bit like Belichick played a young Peyton Manning. You know, rush three, drop eight. You're not going to rush three, but drop seven. Um, so, I um, I mean, the Chiefs' weakness compared to Detroit's, Dave, statistically, is their run defense. Now, the Niners had a hard time running on Detroit in the first half. And then McCaffrey, just the sheer will of McCaffrey and Brock's legs on big scrambles, they were able to run in the second half. So I would say Detroit was a top two or three run defense in the league. And so the one thing that Kansas City does not do as well as Detroit does is their run defense. But this is Steve Spagnuolo, and he's one of the best. And they, they, to me, they have the ability to stop the run. Um, but they, they get caught in some things. Um, you know, they're not going to have Charles and many in this game, the former Niner, which will slow their pass rush. So I think you can run at Chris Jones. Um, he's a great pass rusher, but he is, uh, he kind of picks his spots when to rush the quarterback or when to play the run. So it finally dawned on me about my answer. Uh, their run defense is not as good as Detroit's, but beyond that, yeesh, they're pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Greg, how about uh, – I thought Kelsey was amazing in the AFC Championship game. I think caught all 11 targets. Obviously, he's legendary, but what are the Niners' uh, plan, you think, for him? I don't know. I mean, and he was been – he's been off, you know, most of the year. He had a foot injury week five against Minnesota, and he played through it. He's had a lot of drops this year. The, the first uh, playoff game against Miami, and it was – what was it, minus 27 degrees – wind chill, whatever it was, it was ridiculous. He had like three drops in the first half of that game. He didn't look good. And then he came alive, and then he went to Buffalo, and he was the difference. And then, like you said, the Baltimore game, look at that first drive. The fourth down catch, he made an amazing third down diving catch. The back shoulder touchdown against Kyle Hamilton. Mahomes. Hamilton had him getting up a touchdown all year. And he gets beat on that play just because it's so precise. So uh, I think the first thing you got to do with him is jam him and, and get to him right off the line. The problem is he's really not a tight end. He's a wide receiver. He's a big receiver. So they can align him where it's tough to get your hands on him. But I think you want to you want to reroute him. You want to jam him. And then he's just a matchup problem. He reminds me so much of Antonio Gates the great uh, former charger where Antonio Gates was the slowest guy in the field. He ran like a five and a half 40, but he just, you couldn't cover him. He just was big body. He was a former basketball player and he'd shield you and he just get the rebound on you. And every, every third down rivers was throwing to Antonio Gates. It was just over and, and freeze. So he's a little bit like that. So I don't know what to do with him. I, I know on third down, fourth down, when Andy goes for it, he's, he's the guy. Do you flat out treat him like a gunner on the punt team and just vice him? Just put a guy on each side and just double him? Um, you know, in the old days, the old the old quandary was, who do you double, Ty, Travis Kelsey or Tyreek? And sometimes Belichick would double both of them and then just zone up on the other side. 
You don't have Tyreek to worry about, but they got speed on the other side, and they got this young guy, Rasheed Rice. So um, he's got to get his catches. You just got to get him on the ground. He's such a, a smart player, um, just as far as leverage and reading how to get open, whether it's man or zone. He's a great player. Um, but I don't know. I, I Part of me thought put Charvarius Ward on him. I don't think they'll do that, anything that dramatic. I think it'll basically be a zone concept, and maybe Jair Brown gets him some. Uh, but uh, ultimately, a lot of it's going to you know, be Dre and Fred uh, being able to chase him down when they are playing zone or picking him up in man and just getting him on the ground after he catches the ball. Greg Popper with us. Uh, Greg, as we wrap up, I want to ask you one non-basketball question because I, I know you got a keen sports mind. I was super excited about this yesterday, and I know if anybody can poke holes in it, it'll be you. So we're, everyone's arguing about the 65-game uh, limit, right, for uh, the NBA and MVP and all that stuff, Joel Embiid. I know you, yeah. I'm sure you've been talking about it on your show. So the whole point we're making yesterday is, like, when Barry Bonds broke the, the home run record, right, it wasn't that he hit .46 home runs a game. And when, you know, Patrick Mahomes throws for 40 touchdowns, we don't say he threw for, uh, you know, 3.2 touchdowns a game or whatever. Why don't we just take the NBA and award the scoring title to who scores the most points, the rebounding title to who has the most rebounds, assists, blocks, steals, and that's how we do the MVP and all these other awards. And then you don't have to have a limit because if you get hurt, you're not winning the awards. Well, it used to be like that. Did it? Uh, Will, Will Chamberlain one year led the league in – it was one of the two categories. I forgot. I think, it, I think he led the league in total assists because Wilt never came out of the game. He'd play all 82, and he'd play all 48 minutes. I think the year that he led the league, it was with Philadelphia, the Sixers, after he left the uh, Warriors before he went to the Lakers. But um, they used to do it that way, and then they changed it based on average per game. So there's two ways to look at it. and I mean, The stats are there. You could look at it any way you want. You're saying awarding a scoring title to the guy who scores the overall most points. Yeah, we need to I rethink all that. We need. I, I yeah, say, I mean, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, in your world, you can. You can do it that way. Yeah, and that would base that would be based on how you vote. I mean, the guy who leads the league in scoring doesn't always win the MVP. In fact, very seldom. Sure. Um, I, but I think in this case, first of all, it is the commissioner and the collective bargaining agreement and the union trying to mandate how coaches and teams run their teams. You can't tell me when to play a guy or not play a guy. Seriously? If I don't want to play a guy, I'm not playing a guy. And I, you know, I was around Greg Popovich, and I remember one game in Miami where he all started this. He sent Tim Duncan, Manu Ginobili, and Tony Parker home. Miami, right? They were, go they were going to Miami to yep. play a TNT game. Yep. He put them on Southwest Airlines and flew them back to San Antonio. Remember this. And he said that there was no fine. And, I, you know, that the commissioner was mad. You can't tell me how to run my team. Pat Riley in the 80s, once the Lakers clinched the number one seed, he wasn't playing Kareem and Magic at the end of the year. You can't, like the last game of the year. The 49ers didn't play Brock Purdy and Christian McCaffrey. You're going to tell us, you know, you can't tell us who to play and not play. So they, they were trying to do that because television wants that. Whenever the Warriors go to Denver, Steph ain't playing. You got to play in the altitude and, Dr. Celebrini's not going to let him play in those games, especially in a back-to-back. -back. That ain't happening. So now but the TV networks drive it. So what do we do? How do we – well, now we put in 
this bogus minimum amount of games played. One year, Patrick Ewing won the rookie of the year. He played 50 games, and he was by far the best rookie that year. So what are you going to do? I don't like it. It's a product of the commissioner's office trying to dictate how the teams run their, their games, their, te- their team, which they should stay out of. And then the TV, you know, the, the, the commissioner and the TV networks looking at together. But I think in this case, Embiid, he's not playing anywhere near 65 games. No. I don't know why he played in that game. That was painful. Yeah, it was. That was like watching Bill Walton during his Clippers days, or I'm from Buffalo and know the great Bob Lanier, and he probably got hurt at St. Bonaventure. Bob, you know, when they drafted him number one in Detroit, he was in a hospital bed with a cast from his hip all the way to his ankle. He he couldn't run like he did when he was younger. Watching MB just get up and down, I'm like, what's going on? All he could do was launch threes and – he was awful. And then the irony is the basketball gods get to you. The injury he suffered had nothing to do with that. He, it may have made it worse, but he's laying on the ground and, and Kaminga falls on him and his knee goes the wrong direction and he hyperextends his knee. So he shouldn't have played. I, I don't think it even, you know, the great Chris Haynes from Sacramento had the report. He knows he's not playing 65 games. He may not get to 55 this year. So I, that's not a mode I wouldn't think. And now, you know, will he play against the Warriors next week? So I don't like any of it. And I, I think it's just the, the commissioner's office in the suits trying to come in and tell people how to run their team. They can't do that. That's Greg Papa. Yeah. I knew I, I knew I could go there. I knew I could throw him a curveball on one two and he wasn't gonna foul it off. He's gonna take it to left center. It's a triple. <laughs> Triple's alley. Well, uh, so on our show, I think I mentioned that for maybe thirty seconds and moved on. <laughs> so we're done. We're not talking Warriors till after uh, after yeah, this game. Makes uh, sense. A week from Sunday, we will so, t- we will talk to you next week. I'm looking next week. I'll be in Vegas. Yes. You. Are you guys Are you guys coming? Are you showing up? We're sen- presence there. We're sending middays. Uh, yeah. We're not going because, and you know this, like it's such a waste. It, the mornings it's tough to go because you get like on a West Coast you know, Super Bowl, right? Yeah. Like Brandon Lang and like. John Feliciano, the 1952 Packer who's hawking Activia. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's tough for us to go in the mornings. So, right, right, right. Does he get the guest to me? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, we'll, but we're, we're sending the middays there and, uh, We'll be, uh, right. we'll, we'll be, ta- hopefully, you'll, uh, you'll be available to talk to us as well. You're the oh, only Radio Row guy we want. Really? Yeah, okay. we don't care. We uh, want you. Okay. We're, we're going to dance I, with the attack. I'll get you Joe Montana. You know what I'll get you? After he goes into the Hall of Fame the yeah. night before, we'll get you Patrick Willis to come oh, on the show. Yes. Would you take, yeah. would you take Patrick Willis? We'll go, we'll go with yes. Yeah, you get us Patrick Willis, and uh, we'll, we'll get you a bottle of whatever the hell you want. Yeah. yeah. Happy Van Winkle. We'll deliver that. As long as we get our Greg Papa, that's uh, yeah. that's what we care about. Yeah. We, we appreciate From Vegas, baby. From Vegas. Vegas baby. Greg Papa hits Vegas, baby. <laughs> Hey, I got a barbecue. And this time, and this time, the Raiders have to let me in the stadium. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't even talked. We're going to talk about that whole no, thing next week too. We're going to do that. Next <laughs> see, you, see you, brother. Take okay, care. Guys, All right, thank you. <laughs> That's a whole different Donahue. Yes. Right, Raider fan having to see uh, Chiefs and Niners logos on the end zone before they've played a playoff game mm-hmm. there. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll take a break. When we come back, as we uh, get closer to uh, to uh, Friday Fun and Games, we've got celebrity birthdays and more next.
to get your sports fix. Live and local. The Carmichael Dave Show with Jason Ross. So Simone's filling in next. Uh, well, she's doing I mean, we're taking a couple of uh, key pieces are going to Las Vegas on this road trip with Styles mm, and Watkins. Right. So everyone left back here is working overtime. I think that's extra it, hard. As we mentioned, it doesn't make sense for us to go down in mornings because, again, there's nobody. Um, that's probably the one thing I'll miss. I don't like Vegas. I'm I'm good on all that. But I love Vegas. You do? You really? I do. Love Vegas. Yeah. Chris and I will go. Love Vegas. I, I admit I'm in the minority. I just, you can I find think, something there that you would like. And I would say I think room. you're thinking of summer Vegas, but yeah, I, I mean, it will oh, be. I will, I will add this caveat. There's no way I would want to be there <laughs> Super Bowl weekend, though. It, yeah, it, it, I'm with you just, on that. You're, you're like a bunch of cattle herded around, you know, and I'm not party club guy, which you may not know, but I'm not. Um, oh, I should that's a shock since you love Flowrider so much. <laughs> I should have saved that for two truths and a lie. Yeah, that's good. Uh, but you know, <clears throat> I, I will miss the camaraderie. Like Greg Papa, I would have taken. I'd I'd love to take everybody. I'm telling everybody to go to John Mills uh, Roadkill. Girl. You think our group will do that? You've told no, them. I don't. You even offered to pay I for did. the Uber. I think. I not yeah. For the meal. I said I'll pay for you Uber. Yeah, I'll pay for the meal if they go. Your Uber. I I try every trip. This is true. Every trip, I try to do something nice for people. I try, hey, Frankie, come sit with me. Yeah. Hey, let me get you guys into this party. Let's go. And nobody takes me up on it. I would. <laughs> I, know you. I would, will. too. <laughs> that is true. Maybe we're just going with the wrong people. Yeah. Celebrity birthdays. Brought to you by Crumble Cookies. Hey, uh, I don't know if you know this or not. What? Birthdays aren't meant to be spent alone. Not at all. They're meant to be spent with uh, family and friends. And and nothing brings family and friends together better than crumble cookies. want to remind you, Kings Pacers uh, coming up tonight on your home of the Kings. Where's that? Right here. Sacktown Sports will have all the coverage for you. Uh, game time begins at 4.30. The Kings are still favored by three and a half. Wow. How about that? How about that? Jason all right, this isn't a birthday yet. I asked a couple little uh, m- uh, movie things here or um, entertainment things. Okay. How about uh, on this day, in what year was the movie Black Sheep released? Oh, God. It that wasn't really a sequel to Tommy Boy. No, but it, it was same... like a spiritual sequel. I am going to say 1996. And Chris is usually really Okay, good I had five up. Okay. There was that great stretch of like... Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore, Black Sheep, Tommy Boy, like those SNL. Dirty Work. Yeah, like. Dirty Work's funny. Really good. I'll say 95. Chris is probably right, though, here. Is Simone guessing? Oh, she's working on sound. Oh, okay, sorry. Uh, Chris is correct, 1996. Yeah, I I, I honestly knew he was. How about uh, TLC's No Scrubs? Oh, I don't want no scrubs. You don't want no scrubs? No, scrubs, it's a guy who can get no love from me. Yeah. Moment. Where's he hanging? Uh, he is actually not on the driver's side. Where would he be? He'd be in the passenger side of, of, of a really good friend of his uh, ride. Maybe your best friend? Yeah, probably the best friend. Okay. What, uh, what year was that released on this day? 1995. I'm going to say 94. Uh, you guys are off by a good bit. 1999. Oh. What? Wow. Oh, no scrubs. I was thinking of... Uh, waterfalls? Waterfalls. Yeah. I don't think Waterfalls was... 
Was Waterfalls before Scrubs? Together? Oh, yeah. I thought they were oh. on the same album. I did too. Okay. Or what's their other one? Creep. Creep. No, it's yeah. Radiohead. Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Happy birthday on this February 2nd to Shakira. She's 48. Yeah, she, yeah. Is Shakira 50? We'll find out in a second. <laughs> Chris Rollout for the win. 47 mm. for Shakira. Well How about Dwayne Chapman, also known as Dog the Bounty Hunter? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 65. 67. Chris for the win. 71. Getting a uh, dog walk. Happy birthday to Christy Yamaguchi. Brinkley. Christy Brinkley. Vacation. Yes. Sports Illustrated. Billy Joel. Yes. You know what their daughter's name is? Weirdly enough. Oh, Seth. There's a great Billy Joel song, The mm. Down Easter Alexa. Uh, Christy Brinkley is 71. She is 67. Carmichael Day for the win. 70 today. Uh, happy birthday, Sean. Cunningham. <laughs> Michaels. Sean Elliott. Sean Elliott, former Spur. Current Spurs analyst. Arizona legend. 52. Nope. He's 57. Carmichael Day for the win, 56. I was trying to do the Purvis Ellis math. Um, How about, uh, let's go with Kenny Albert. Marv's. Yep. Brother? Son. Son. Former roommate. (laughs) Someone in the family. Uh, Kenny is 71. He is 65. Hmm. He is 56. Oh, sorry, Ken. <laughs> and we'll end with, uh, you know, Bay Area legend, Gary Radnich. Oh, one of my idols, truly. I love Gary Radnich. Yeah, it's my birthday today. <laughs> Gary's great. Uh, my Gary Radnich sounds a lot like my Chris Russo. It really, and yeah. Which sounds a little bit like uh, uh, this guy Chester I used to know. Oh, Chester? Uh, Gary is, let's say Gary's 70. He is 68. Carmichael Day for the win. Happy 74th birthday. Wow. Gary Radnich. Gary's great, man. There you go. Listen to Gary all the time. He used to be glued to KNBR and then here growing up. Just, he was good. Gary Radnich was like the Coes of, like, Coes always reminded me of Gary a little bit. They were both just kind of, there's a lot of, huh? Insane. (laughs) Yes. I like to feel like, like if I have like spiritual radio dads, those are two of them. Coes and Gary. My two dads. Coes and Gary Red, for sure. We'll take a break. When we come back, all right, it's a brand new episode of Friday Fun and Games. We'll welcome in Styles and Watkins, and we will be playing a brand new game thought up by Jason mm. W. Ross. We'll talk about that next. We have finally made it to Friday. Let's end your week the right way with Friday Fun and Games. On the Carmichael Dave Show with Jason Ross. Yeah! 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 Yeah. We're here! Let's go! Let's do it! Woo! Yeah. Yes. Uh One time. Uh Good morning. You open? Yeah, is this new? Yeah, what is this? Welcome back. Mm-hmm. Styles, Watkins. Yellow. Mm-hmm. Watkins, Styles. Mm-hmm. You're in my Fan Fest shirt? Yeah. Yeah, I'm supporting. Fans. Fans Fest. Fans Fest. Fest. Sorry. Uh, you going out there? No. Yeah. We're going to Vegas. No. That's right. Yeah. Going yeah. to Vegas. Yeah. We're going. Yeah. We're, we're going to be on location. Okay? A lot of plans. Mm-hmm. We're asking questions. Yeah. Getting, answers. Getting answers? Yeah. yeah. Hopefully. Well, Hopefully. we'll see. Mm-hmm. 
That's right. Yeah. I'm not going to screw around. We got to yeah. get into play. We got stuff to get, get to. it. Yeah. I'm excited for this one. Yeah. yeah. Jason made us do homework. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Does everybody tough. do their homework? Yeah. Did it. All right. Got yeah. it on Dave, my phone. Dave, you want to lead us off? So here, just quick rules for our audience listening yeah. to. We're making this up on the fly. Let everybody know what's going on. Uh, we're going to, we call this two truths and a lie. So hopefully it's about you or family or yeah. something. I don't know. And we pretty much know a lot about you, Dave, but we'll see. Yeah, so, and I, w- I would say there, there's, you're a very much an open book, and there's handicaps here because like Chris knows and you know yeah. quite a bit. These guys might be at a little bit more of a disadvantage. So just on that note, if you go first and you <laughs> and say, likewise, you got a big advantage on us because yeah. you, we've told you so much stuff that you've remembered yeah. over the years. But <laughs> if you say, <laughs> if you say your three things and maybe like the middle one, I go, oh, I like I'm gonna try not to have a yeah, tell for try you. not to give it away. So let you finish, and then each of us can ask one question to try mm. to poke a hole. <laughs> In uh, in your three categories, and we'll go around the room and we'll do two truths and a lie about everybody. So I'll just read all three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you start. So read and all three. We'll try not to react, true? and then Alan can ask the first question about one of the three, and maybe I'm like, "Ooh, Alan's going somewhere with this. I'm going to follow up." And okay, oh, I never question. did the question thing. Yeah, we'll see. We're going to try it. Okay. Yeah. All right. So two is true, and one is false. Two of these statements are true, and one of them is false. Go ahead, Carmichael Day. I spent my 21st birthday in jail. Uh, I once rapped Bring the Noise live with Flava Flav, and I am one in two in sanctioned jiu-jitsu competitions. I'm out. He, he knows. Some, okay. He knows too much. Yeah, so, okay. why don't, okay. yeah. You have a question on one of those? Yeah, I've never done the question thing, so I don't, I'm trying Can to Can you read the last out. one again? Uh, one in two in sanctioned jiu-jitsu matches. Com- j- sanctioned jiu-jitsu okay. competitions. One in two. What was the first one? I'm sorry. Uh, first one was I, I spent my 21st birthday in jail, and I once uh, rapped Bring the Noise Live. I'll use a question if you want me to yeah. go first. Yeah. Um, where was the jiu-jitsu competition? Mm. It was at Calusa Casino. Okay. Are you it was able- in the early early 2000s. Yeah, so I'm, that's my question is yeah. done. Are you able to tell us on air why you were in jail? On yeah, oh, absolutely. Uh, I was – it was criminal trespass – uh, obstruction of justice and criminal possession of marijuana less than one ounce. Hmm. Okay. Chris, you get a question? Because hmm. I had a freaking roach behind my license that I didn't even know I had. We didn't have any weed that night. And had I known, we would have smoked it, which I wouldn't I wish today. you weren't a liar. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, which jail? Sarpy County Jail outside of Omaha, Nebraska. <laughs> All right. So he's on. What's your Plot guess? thickens. <laughs> The Flavor Flav one has to be true. Has to. It's Can I just say, detail. I just want to ask, why does the Flavor Flav one well, have to be true? It's too random. Yeah, it's too random. That's what I was saying. The jujitsu one. I mean, he's good off the top of his head, but I'm trying to. Yeah, the jail one. Uh-uh. Okay, I'm going to go with uh, the jujitsu. Mm-hmm. I'm going jail. Yeah. Jujitsu. The jail's true. The jail is true. I knew that. Wow. I didn't know. Is what's what's the one? The jiu jitsu stuff. I'm actually three and zero oh in saying no. I've never done a jiu jitsu competition. <laughs> that is the I lie. That. I uh, and yeah. Flavor Flav uh, gave me yeah. the honor of. That was a very specific person. Yeah. Like, 
Oh man, yeah. right? Pull Flav yeah. Flav. Okay. Dang it! I thought I really, yeah. I, the I knew the jail is, one. Chris, were you working with me when I was? We, yeah, you were actually on the air when that. <laughs> I happened. didn't know the Flav Flav. I knew the jail. Yeah, that one, was the old night show, man. All right, that was, that was oh. all right, Alan. You ready? Right. Sure. Oh. Yeah, I was in jail. He always got it on his notes. Was in your wallet? Yes. It was in my wallet behind my license. I didn't even know it was there. We didn't have. We were bitching about it. We had no weed that night, and then I ended up getting arrested and charged for it. <laughs> Okay. Okay. <laughs> Watch it, Alan. <laughs> yeah. What, what an Alan. Go. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Met Michael Jordan and got his autograph. Mm-hmm. Threw out Bryce Harper in a game. I've done stand-up comedy. Okay, I'll go first. Uh, where did you do comedy? San Francisco. When, yeah, piano fight. When Ooh. did you throw out Bryce Harper? Summer ball game in Reno. I was seventeen. I think he was probably fourteen. I don't want this to count as my. You mean throw out like in baseball, not like umpire threw him out in baseball. In okay, baseball. like on we the play, field, we played each okay. other. Yes. Does that count as my question or no? Okay. Um, oh, maybe. <laughs> where'd you meet Michael Jordan? At a Warriors game. It was a buddy of mine who his dad was an assistant coach for the Wizards. This is old Michael Jordan, mm. and he couldn't come to my my birthday party. And he said, mm. "Do you want to meet Michael Jordan instead at a game?" I said, "Sure." Who? <sighs> I was leaning Michael Jordan was there. alive, but yeah. that that's really good it's work. Pretty concrete. You threw out Bryce Harper. Said Wizards he played too. against. Yeah, he said Wizards, and then so it was Harper. It was Jordan. Oh, and stand up comedy, which like is the one I think is the to- the truth more than any. That was my first instinct. I'm gonna yeah. st- I'm gonna st- I'm not gonna ask a question. I'm gonna stick with my instincts. So can we guess? Sure. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna say you never got Michael Jordan's autograph. Okay. Didn't get Michael Jordan's autograph. I'm gonna go there too. Let's round it out. Wow. Okay. I did meet Michael Jordan and got his autograph. Oh, and and I kind of messed up. So the situation was Jerry Sackhouse and Patrick Ewing were also there. So they all signed the hat. And people, I know we do the card show. Yeah. People said, you lost value on the hat with Patrick <laughs> Ewing and Jerry Sackhouse. But what was I going to say? I was 12 years old. Wow, hey, right. guys, don't Look. sign it. Uh, I did not throw out Bryce Harper in a game, ah. but I played Bryce Harper in a game, and we won, but I never threw him out. Him out. Ah. Yeah, you say the best lies are 10% truth. Yes, yeah, right. and well I did do stand-up comedy. Yeah, that okay. one, I, that one cool. I believe. It's good venue. How'd that it go, great. by the way? Great, yeah. great. Did an eight-minute set. Wow. Wow. Doing wow. Wow. It was just oh, like, I'm going to. Oh, up here? Wow. Punchline? Yes. You oh, I don't know about Punchline. I gotta, punchline? I got to work my way up. Ah, we'll get you to Punchline. We know Punchline. That was 2019. I got to get the rest Johnny Punch. Great stuff. All right. All right, here we go. Was a ball boy of a WTA Tour final. Okay. Was thrown into... What's that? That's a good flag. That's a really Was thrown into a pool by an NBA lottery pick. And got a walk-off hit in Russia. This is you? Mm-hmm. Okay, who is the lottery pick? That's my question. A member of the Atlanta Hawks. We can't get more specific than that? Yeah, you don't want to divulge it mm-hmm. up? Okay. Mm-hmm. What, what were you? What was? Why were you in Russia playing baseball? <laughs> yeah, that's right. a great. It was a traveling team. From, okay, okay, okay. I was in Southern California. What was the first one? Uh, was a ball boy of ball a boy. W two right. uh, TA tour final. My question is, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> it was the Virginia Slims of Manhattan Beach, and it was Chris Everett versus Martina Navratilova. You just said so many. Words. You weren't in. Uh, <laughs> you, I already know. <laughs> you just said I so many more guess. words. I, I knew my Chris guess the minute he said it, but I don't. Yeah. How did you get the opportunity to be a ball boy 
it was my dad's friend who, uh, I don't know if he owned the country club, but um, it was his, I don't know, it was a country club he went to and it was his connection. And his name was John Zanhudanis. Oh. Yeah, very specific. Wow. Well, you weren't specific on the hawk, so I'm going to say that a lottery pick did not throw you in. Okay. I'm like super, because the LA thing, the whole thing, I'm super convinced you were a ball boy. So if that's the lie, good for you. It's Russia or the lottery pick. I think you're misdirecting on the lottery pick. I'm going to say Russia. I'm going to say Russia's lottery. I was going to say maybe you went to Russia, but I think you went yeah. over in Russia. Oh, no hit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Chris? I'm going to say tennis. Tennis. You think oh. Tennis is the yeah. lie. Well, so everything's been guessed. Wow. So we have a correct answer. Uh-huh. And the lie is I was not a ball boy. Oh. Wow. Oh, I know wow. my Jason Ross. Yeah. With the name and wow. everything. Yeah. I went to the event, wow. and that, that guy exists. He, wow. Yeah. Nicely done. You're yeah. a liar. I don't yeah. like that. I'm and nice by the way, done. the lottery pick, Yeah, Adam Keith of the Atlanta Hawks went to Woodbridge High School. We were high school teammates. He threw me in the uh, pool Let me tell once. you something. I hate Adam Keith. Yeah. <laughs> He's a D-bag. Yeah. The amount of times I got into it with Adam Keith back yes. in the day. Can I say something? Yeah. No. That whole thing confused me. Yeah. The pool, because there's a lottery. Right. I, I was like, wait. Deception. I, I was like, did and you say, yeah, were you in the lottery <laughs> as a pick? Yeah. I, I didn't know. What, now right. it makes sense. I didn't know we were okay. talking Christopher bodies Rod. of water. Okay. I have walked around a Croatian cemetery in the middle of the night. I have watched a soccer game in six different countries. I beat a professional Australian basketball player at horse. God, I, like, I think I know what it is. I, I, it's, a, it's a misdirection. I, I believe know all of those. I'll ask a question. Uh, who was the Australian basketball player? Jim Stevens. The, well, Jim was never good. Can you name the six countries? U.S., Mexico, Canada, Croatia, England, France. Because <laughs> that's where I was going, because it's going to be some garbage like I've seen five. five. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, right. too. And I'm still thinking that. <laughs> Uh, let's see. The, the, the Did horse. he play basketball in Australia or was he just Australian? And you were he playing was American. basketball at the time. He was, he's American. He played professional basketball in Australia. And what was the other one? Okay. The basketball, the soccer and all the countries. Walked, walked around, around a cemetery in Croatia. We in haven't asked any questions about that. So <laughs> I just think that's by true. default, I'm going to say no. Just because we haven't touched I it. I just think that one's true. <laughs> Who I makes don't, up something like I that? I don't think Chris has seen a game in because Canada. I could see him yeah. listening to Morrissey or the Smiths and rolling yeah. around a Croatian well, cemetery. Well, I know he went to Croatia. Painting his yeah, nails. Exactly. And, you know, whatever I heard he Croatia's does in Croatia. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to do the soccer. Yeah. Canada wants a good one. I'm, I'm doing soccer, too. Yeah. You guys forgot about the Women's World Cup in Vancouver? You didn't go. You're right. So it was five countries? Six, four countries. God dang it, we nailed it. And I still oh, got one. one. We got one. We got one. Right. Last one, Chris. Last one. Do we have time? Yes, yeah, we, okay. we do. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. Let's see. Uh, I haven't missed a Kings home game in five years. Uh, let's do... I'm directly related to a saint. New Orleans? <laughs> we'll have to find out. Okay. Uh, and uh, let's go with, I have an animal named after a former Sacramento king. I'm going to say, well, okay, hold on. Uh, are we talking football saint or like Jesus saint? Uh, we were talking Jesus. Okay. Well, you're related to Jesus? <laughs> hey, wow. Is that your question? Right for it. Is no, that your no, question? No, no, no. Okay. Alan? Hold on. Okay, Jason. <laughs> Um, who is the saint? 
Bernard. Uh, <laughs> I can tell you what he is the saint of. Ooh. Okay. He's the patron saint of immigrants. Ooh. That was, he, he like went right there. Yeah. Mm. All right. So I asked my question. Okay. How are you related to this person? Everyone's after this one. Um, it's my grandfather's cousin on my mom's side. That's okay. a lot. Mm. I think I can. Oh, I, I, got I know. Mine. Yeah. Did, did you have like COVID for a while? <laughs> so like, I'm gonna go with the Kings. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, the four mm. year, yeah, five, years. five years, five years. That's, yeah. a, lot. that's yeah. a lot of games. That is a lot of games. I don't think he's missed many, if yeah. any. But that's I will say, summer. I was I was credentialed during the uh, COVID. COVID. Yeah. yeah. He he missed a game in five years. Yeah, I think we might be dealing with the number kind of like the soccer. I'm gonna go with that too. Chris? Everybody. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I've missed like ten. <laughs> missed ten well, I was what I was doing. I was debunking it on my phone because I was checking to see if when he was in Vegas, the Kings played at home. Ah. Yeah, let's not let's not do research. No, 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 no. Take it at face value. Okay? Just there you go. Good work. That good was work. fun. That was go. good stuff. Bring that one back. What, uh, yeah, well we learned done. so much about yeah. each other. Uh, what's coming up on the Great. show today, kids? We don't have much time. Fully loaded. A lot of prop talk starting that with the Taylor Swift, which Usher songs will be played in oh, what yeah. order. And we have, obviously, the Kings getting snubbed. Do you care? Do you care? And if they don't come out with a chip tonight, yeah. after that, yeah. and it's the Pacers, yeah. they may never will. They may <laughs> never will. Yeah. For Alan, never. for Watkins, <laughs> for Chris, for Greg Papa, for Simone, for uh, the Bull Rider guy, and so many more. Thanks Matt so West. much. And Matt West. Thank you so much. Love you all. I like the beam tonight. Would you bye-bye now?